0: It is Across the Tracks, Across the Tracks.
1: Good evening, and uh, back again for another exciting episode of the Across the Tracks podcast. And as usual, I'm Wayne. And I'm Steve. All right, all right. And another fun-filled week is beginning, and this is the uh, last weekend of July, uh, going into August, I don't know where the where the time is going, but here we are. Over half the year is gone, and summer's getting getting close to being uh, done here here a bit yeah, too. Yeah, don't remind us. Don't remind yeah. us. The sun's coming up later every day. It's getting yeah. darker sooner. <laughs> so, but anyway, it's all good. And uh, take advantage of of what's left of summertime and. Hopefully, uh, folks are getting out doing some fun stuff and seeing some exciting things, and and uh, it's all good. So, Yeah, I know
0: in, in Perry Township, school is back in. The school started last Wednesday. Yep, yep. And the buses are rolling, and kids are going, and most of Indianapolis and the surrounding areas will be back in school before
1: you know it. Yep, Uh, the kids start this week uh, in the district we live in. Uh, The kids start uh, on, uh, I think they start August the 1st. So, uh, yep, buses will be rolling again, and, you know, you got to watch out for kids now. They're crossing the street and whatnot, so it's a sign that, yep, kids are going back to school. Summer is winding down. Yes, yeah, it is. It is. Sure. Yeah. Yep. So what do we have on tap for tonight? Well, where are we taking the convo tonight?
0: Well, let's see here. There's a couple of uh, requests that actually came in to us that we will kind of talk about. And tonight we're going to look at um, what are some of our biggest gripes with the younger generation, you know, people born before uh, 1980 and younger. Okay. And then let's take a, a, a look at ourselves, look at our generation and see what what are the things that uh, hang ups that we have with our generation or things that make us upset with our generation or questions that we have about our generations or just kind of look in, look into our own mirror, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, if we get a chance, we'll talk about the positive sides of you know, the younger generations and of our generation. So that's kind of where we are. Um, I think those are pretty decent topics that we can uh, cover tonight. Absolutely. And uh, I think I want to uh, kind of let you start this ball rolling tonight and right. see
1: um, where, where we're going to head with this. All right. So this generation and, and – and this generation, I think we, we have some firsthand experience because we have young people, sons and daughters who are in this generation uh, that uh, that are our are, are offspring, our offspring. So um, in the realm that I work in, I've, I've come across a lot of uh, young people who have worked for me in the past, who I work with now and uh, good, good young people. Um, but I. Um, there are there are a few things that I think differentiate this group from ourselves, and uh, one of the one of the first things I see there is a, I think, a, a, an issue with with loyalty, and and I'm talking from from a, from a work standard. A lot of times you will see that. You know, a person, a young person of of the generation we're speaking of, they'll get a job. They'll be there, you know, for, say, you know, a year or so. Then they're ready to move on to something else. When you haven't fully grasped what's going on uh, within the work environment, you know, you're like, okay, I'm ready to move on. I don't know if it's boredom or whatever, but I'm ready to move on. And so, you know, this this job hopping from one job to the next you don't get to build a stable career that way on your resume when when someone like me or an hr professional uh, looks at someone's resume from this current generation they see that there is a lot of job hopping and it calls into question whether or not um, you know can you be um satisfied you know like us we work somewhere we we were there you know 10, 20, you know, years working in that same job. And so it calls into question as to whether or not, you know, can you be loyal to an entity that's offering you an opportunity? So that that's one of the things that jumps out to me because I, I, I've experienced that. Another thing that comes to mind is the idea of I have to have it all right now. <laughs> you know, I have to have it all right now. Uh, and I, I had a kid who, who worked for me and, uh, you know, and my typical thing when someone comes on board, I'll ask them, you know, what do you want out of this experience working here? What do you want out of this experience? And And, and it's one thing to say, you know, hey, I want I want to be you. I want your job. That's well and good. But you got to understand there's dues to be paid. Before you can get to that point, you just can't show up and say, well, you know, I've been here two years. Why don't you promote me when you haven't fully grasped the realm of 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 the experience to learn everything you need to know about what you're doing? So I I applaud the uh, initiative. I applaud the the looking forward of, you know, this is where I want to be. But you got to understand it takes you got to pay dues. I think that's the term we were told. You got to pay your dues. And uh, so those two things jump out at me uh, right right off the bat uh, in the environment I currently find myself. So what about yourself?
0: Yeah. You know, Wayne, I I kind of agree with you on one part. And that's the fact that uh, kids want immediacy. Uh, The younger generation, they want things to happen like right now and they don't have the patience to um, hang in there. And do what they need to do over a long period of time, or they just want something to take place now. If I can't get it done within the next two minutes, then I can't do it. I think one of the one of my biggest gripes is it kind of goes along with that is that if I don't know what it is, I'm not going to find out about it. You know, right. for the young generation. Right. uh if I have to search for something more than uh, a minute and a half, then I can't do it right and so I think this is from my experience you know I'm in, in the realm of education um they just want everything to be immediate you know everything that they have now they can look on their phone and and try to find it like immediately you know and I, I think I think that they don't think, If that's not an oxymoron or whatever, (laughs) because they don't have to really think about things. They don't do a lot of problem solving. Uh, Young people today, you know, their biggest problem is, you know, wanting to be liked, you know, wanting somebody to like my social media post. You know, I have to get so many likes. And, And for the most part, those likes don't really mean anything you know the right. the biggest another thing that i see is that they don't have any personal relationships you know because everything is so electronic social media you know it's easy to be a friend with someone and but they don't talk to to a friend you know right. they don't get together and talk at all because right. they can post you know they can they can do that and the the interpersonal relationships that we had growing up, the younger generations—they don't have that today. Yeah. You know, they can't carry on a conversation. You know, uh, at least some of them, not all, uh, but they can't carry on a conversation because they don't know how to talk to people face to face. And that's just part of the times, you know. And as as electronics has gone, and as the millennials grow up, and this uh young generation, all the technology they, they have, we didn't have growing up. So, you know, we had to get outside and and play. Our parents said, get the hell out of the house. You know, you've been around here too much, you know, so go find something to do. So we would. You know, we didn't have phone. I mean, uh, 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 a cell phone. You know, we had rotary phones and but we didn't use them. Right. You right. know, so we were outside, you know, we were outside playing, you know, we'd take a box and turn a box into a spaceship. You know, we would we're taking an old go get an old junk car and we would yeah. use that as a spaceship. You know, we that's that's what we did. So our imagination is, um, I think, uh, is just greater than kids today because they don't have any immediacy. Yeah. And that's where I am with the younger generation now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I would agree that the, the the personal skills are somewhat lacking, and and it's it's because of social media and tw- you know tweeting. Uh, if you if you can't say it in two hundred and forty characters or less, it, it's like okay, what do I do? Uh, I, I you know I see that all the time. It's like you 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 ask you know, a young person a question and they look at you like, oh, what am I supposed to do? You know, and whereas, you know, as we said, growing up, you know, we were we were taught, our parents like said, get outside. And some of that had to do with, you know, when we were growing up you know, cutting people's yards and you know, raking leaves or whatever. You had to go <laughs> over and ask Miss So and so or Mr. So and so, could you do that? And it forced you to learn to have conversations with adults who are not your parents. Right. You know? And you know, when when you went to the grocery store, your parents sent you to the grocery store and the and the clerk would say, hey, what can I do for it? You had to explain, this is what I hear, this is what this is what my mom needs or this is what my dad needs. So you were you developed those personal skills, those interpersonal skills that, you know, for me, you know, benefited me tremendously because, you know, now I think I can function and speak in a variety of environments. And it was, you know, that baseline was laid. As a kid, because your parents put you in situations that you had to converse with other adults besides your parents, you know you had to get up in Sunday school and and recite the lesson in the Sunday school in front of the in front of the church and whatnot. So, you know those things now they're they're few and far between. Those those opportunities to do that, and so um, I, I totally agree with you. the The interpersonal skills are severely lacking. Not all but on 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 average uh, a lot of the the interpersonal skills that we developed you, you you they're they're somewhat lacking today yeah yeah it's
0: it's it's different it's it's quite uh weird for our own kids you know i I, I look at my family and some of them, well I look at my our two kids you know they talk in codes to us yeah you know what I mean <laughs> it's like hey uh uh, Alex, who's this? Oh, it's it's a friend. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> is that a male friend? Is that a girlfriend? Or, you know, just it's just a friend. And do you go out with this? Oh, no, no, I, you know, it's just a friend. Okay, all right. This is as far as it gets, you yeah. know. Now, they're not, you know, our, our kids aren't going to, you know, tell us everything. But, you know, it, it, it bothers Lynn more than it does me, you <laughs> know. That you know that they say, well, it's just a friend. Well, who is that? You now she'll go, who is it? And then then they get they get apprehensive and go, well, I'm not going to say anything because you know when she starts sticking her nose in our business, yeah. things happen right. and stuff. Right, right. So that's that's right. kind of how they are. You have to you have to uh, decode their code. Yeah, if that makes sense, you know. Yeah, no, it's, just, it's just like you know, if I text something. I text in full sentences. I don't know the, I don't know those shortcuts or whatever the hell you call those things, how they just, you know, put a couple letters down and you know what the hell they're talking about. You know, right? some things I can, I can do, like I see you. Yeah. That's, that's simple stuff.
1: Right.
0: But right. The, all the other jargon that goes along with that and stuff. I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to text what I, How I normally type, but to them, since they grew up with that, and we did not grow up with that, we grew up writing cursive. Right, absolutely. We we grew up, you know, having to say complete sentences or write complete sentences, and learn how to, you know, do those things. In today's generation, you know, they taught us. Mister Moline taught us in a class how to type. They don't really teach typing today. Nope. You know they just assume that these kids are going to come to school and they already know how to do
1: it. Yeah. You know. So oh, excuse you me. You know that's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. It it is. It is a wholly different environment. I I knew I was I, I was one day at work I was instant messaging with this young lady at another site and she asked me a question and I provided her the information so she im's me back yw exclamation <laughs> mark. And I'm like, what the heck is YW? So I'm, so I'm like, I'm asking one of my coworkers, I said, what, what does YW exclamation mark mean? I, this young lady asked me a question. I said, hey, here's the information you need. And she sends me back YW. She said, oh, that means you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm like, okay. You know, so... Big, big difference, man. From uh, you know the way communication is done uh, amongst this generation compared to us. Uh, like you said, we we had no cell phones. We had rotary phones in the house, and normally you didn't touch that phone unless <laughs> yeah. it rang and your mom or dad said answer the phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you know you didn't you didn't touch the phone, and so. At least that's what I remember growing up. It's like you didn't touch the phone unless you were told to like hey answer the phone. And when you answered the phone, you had to you had to say certain things, you know, when you answer the phone, hello, you know that type of thing. Um what one of the things I want to throw out too before we uh, transition is um this this generation there there's an issue with feelings. You know, and you hear a lot about, you know, feelings, you know, your your you know, how people perceive whether or not they're being heard, they're being listened to, whatnot. And uh, I I found this out when my daughter was younger and I I went to one of her field days at school, and this was when this all started this 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 trend that we now see in a lot of areas. When I went to the field day, I stood there and watched a couple of events. My daughter didn't win anything. She, she was, you know, they had sack races and stuff like that. But at the end, everybody got a certificate. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You know, everybody was a winner, you know, and I'm like, if you didn't win, why are you getting a prize? Yeah, You didn't win. <laughs> and, you know, you know, compare that to us. You know, if you got cut from the team, you got cut from the team. You better <laughs> go practice and get better. But it wasn't like, oh, you know, come on and you you can join the team. No, you had to go earn that spot. You know, whereas now we want to portray that everybody wins. No one loses. And that irritates me to no end because real life, not everybody wins. Not everybody wins. That's correct. I, I hear you
0: on that, man. <laughs> you know, everybody has to get a trophy. Everybody has to be Johnny's feelings going to be hurt because yeah. Johnny didn't get a, an award. Yeah. Well, hell, Johnny didn't deserve an award. Right. Okay. You know, so that's as you mentioned. As we grew up, everybody didn't win all the time. That's right. You know, you didn't get a trophy all the time. You know, so it's like that today. Hell, there's some adults that are that way. You know, if you don't if you don't get a win, then the parents get upset, especially with kids today. You know, here's an example about, uh, I'll say, six years ago since I've retired for a while. uh, You know, I was still coaching track and uh i was coaching girls i was the head girls track at that time i had been the head boys coach for about 18 years but i was a head girls coach and at the end of the um uh, year you know we have a sports banquets and you know you keep track of you know who's gonna let her and you know who's gonna earn reserve awards or jv awards and freshman awards and they have all of those things you know everybody has to be you know, doing something. So I had a parents that got upset with me because, uh, their daughter didn't earn a letter the previous year. She earned a letter. And in order to earn a letter, you have to get so many points, right? You have to earn points. You know, some of those points were, you know. Your, what you do in the classroom, uh, you know what you do on the on the track or field. You know you have to earn so many varsity points, and if the keyword is varsity point, if you're put in a reserve race, those are not varsity points. So the parents were upset that this girl didn't get a didn't earn a letter, and the parents came to me and said. Mr. Johnson, why didn't so-and-so earn this letter? I said, well, so-and-so didn't earn enough points to qualify for a letter. Well, she ran in eight eight races, but she ran as reserve. She didn't win any races. She didn't earn any points. She shouldn't be rewarded for that. Well, at the same time, we had another uh, girl who ran... Probably a half the season as she broke her foot. Within that half season, this girl earned like fifty-five varsity points. Wow! She never got beat in a race. She was on the relay teams and so on. She never, she never lost a race. She broke her foot, couldn't finish the the season, but she earned enough points for a letter. Well, the parents of a previous tracks track girl said well so and so didn't even finish the season now our daughter ran the whole season and you're not lettering her well she didn't earn any points and so they the parents could not they could not concede the fact that their daughter didn't earn a point wow and should not earn a letter so of course they go to the athletic director and the athletic director says well, looks like she didn't earn enough points. Here's the criteria. It's listed here. She didn't earn enough points. So they go to the principal. Still not satisfying. She didn't earn enough points. Well, it states here, and it's like there is a, a misprint in the student handbook. And from day one, from the day that we started the season, I said, everybody look at your student handbook. And it says right here, page 12 to earn a varsity uh letter in track and field you have to earn 75 points okay it says 65 but you have to earn 75 points that's a misprint so i tell him that throughout the year and so we get to the principal and the principal was he was weak <laughs> he wanted to wanted he wanted to make the parents happy so i said no The athletic director said no, goes to the principal, and the principal goes, well, it says in the book that this is it. And you say, well, that's a mistake. Well, it says in the book, but since it says in the book, then we have to earn it. So she earns the letter. And so I was pissed. Mm -hmm. I said, look, all right, you give her the letter. I'm not because she didn't earn it. Now, you're going over my head. You're saying that you're going to – you are going to – Give this girl the award, but I'm not, because she didn't earn it. Yeah. So the parent, thats thats how some parents are, you know. Yeah. Janie didn't get a letter, so I'm gonna bitch and moan until I get to the right person and get what I want. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's I mean, another problem with yeah. today's. Millennials,
1: yeah, and and I'm all for parents standing up for their kids. I think you you know we we did the same thing. We advocated for our kids when the when the when the issue warranted you know that you intercede and talk to a teacher or a coach whatever. We all did that. But what 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 I think happens when when everybody is declared a winner, it it gives you a false sense of reality <laughs> yeah. because the first time. Once you're 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 18 or 19 and you and you're out here on your first job or something and their boss tells you something that you don't particularly like or you've got to do something extra because the boss says you got to do it. You've been used to say, well, you know, hey, you know, it's all good. You get, give them their way. No, life does not work that way. <laughs> That's right, man. And, and and making everybody a winner, it 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 takes away. What it means when there are times when life will slap you down and you got to find the courage to get up and get back into whatever it is, whether it's work, uh, whether you're in a relationship, whatever, everyone does not win. And there are some times you do lose and you have to figure out what you're going to do once that obstacle comes up because – the real world does not work that way. That, uh, you know, that those rose-colored glasses that a lot of these institutions are providing now, that, you know, we want everybody to feel good, whatever. No, the real world doesn't work like that. And every day, you know, we've been reminded, as, as adults, we've been reminded that, you know what, life life has twists and turns. And sometimes you got to deal with it and it's not pleasant. And uh, I think our upbringing... You know, getting cut from teams and the coast and hey, you didn't make the team or you know what, you got to go work hard because you got an F on this test or whatever. You know, those things prepared us, I think, to better deal with those real world situations that life throws at you uh, as an adult in whatever environment you may find yourself in.
0: Yeah, and then we passed those ideals those ideas to our kids. Absolutely. You know, uh, my my daughter's Stephanie's senior year, she had played volleyball all the way through. She was just an okay volleyball player, you know. But it came to her senior year and the volleyball coach was putting out little signals that, you know, you're you're not gonna make the team or whatever, you know. And he wanted the players to quit. Mm. You know. He says, your, your playing time is going to be limited this year because he had some probably some kids that were better. But, you know, and so my daughter, Stephanie, she wanted she wanted to quit. I said, no, you're not going to quit. I said, if you quit, you're making his life easier. Yep, yep. You're making his decisions easier. You go in there and you do what you have to do and you make him. Cut you. You don't quit. If you don't make the team, you don't make the team. She goes, well, I may be. I said that doesn't matter. You make him cut you. You did your best to make the team. If you make the team, that's great. If you don't make the team, you did your best and you put the emphasis on him, the impetus on him and not you. okay? And so he cut her. You know, she wasn't that upset about it, but he cut her. You know, there are some players that were, were, were better than than her. And so and, and I think to this day, he felt guilty about that because, you know, she'd been in the program for all those years. He's a new coach, second year coach, whatever. And he felt bad about it because he always asked me about Stephanie. How's yeah. Stephanie doing, you know, and so on? I mean, she had graduated a long time ago, you know, so I think he felt it more than she did. And I said, that's exactly what should happen yeah you know make him make that tough decision, but you're huh. not gonna quit right that is you know right. and and so those are the things that you know we we told our kids, you you know if you don't make the team, you don't make the team, you try your best, you move on, right. but you ain't you're not quitting right right, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, there's no 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 quitting, you know. You you got to hang in there and give it your best. And if you come up short, okay, it's not it's not because you didn't go out there and try and and give 100%. You know what? There're some people better than you. Um and and that's that is the real world. That's the real world. You go to a job interview, you know what? You may not get the job. Doesn't mean that you're bad. It just means there's somebody better than you. So, you know, you got to look at your skills and, and, you know, maybe your resume needs to be tweaked or something like that. Uh, But, you know, the real world, the real world slaps you around a bit as you, you know, start transitioning into adulthood. The real world will slap you around. And I think, you know, what our parents went through, what they passed on to us prepared us that like, you know what? Everything is not going to come up rosy. And there are some times you got to deal with adversity and you understand how to deal with it. And I th- that's one of the things that's severely lacking today is a lot of kids, they don't know how to deal with that and uh the first time something does happen, then it's like you know, well, my feelings are hurt, and we what do we gotta do to make Johnny or Janie feel good you know and uh it it, it to me it's the wrong message to send
0: yeah. yeah all right, that's a good good way to segue into the next things and i'll 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 throw you underneath the bus on this one as well, so yeah. let you get started <laughs> Blue blue, you feel that yeah, I did. <laughs> I felt the bus roll right over me, man. <laughs> well, let's look at us. What What are the, some of the biggest issues that we have uh, in our generation since, you know, we talk about the millennials and all those people that are younger than us? What are some of the issues? I know there's not going to be many, but what are some of the biggest gripes that we have about us
1: uh, as a generation? well and i and i'll will kick it off because um <clears throat> i think I think one of the what what I notice about myself and you may notice it about you and I, and it, because we're we're from you know we we're from the same generation and you know we we i'm sure with some things we see things the same way but i i tend to i tend to remember how how things were back in the day you know <laughs> I always, I always fall back to man. This is how it was back in the day, and time has moved forward. And um, I, I tend to want to cling to <clears throat> what was, what was then. And um, sometimes I think it holds you back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it holds you back because all you can think about is how great certain times were, but Who's to say the times now are bad? You know, uh, it, it's different for sure, but it doesn't mean that it's bad, and there there aren't things to learn from what's being presented now. It's just you know, as 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 Steve Miller Band said, time keeps on slipping, slipping into the future. Things mm-hmm. change, you know. And for me, that's that's. And my wife tells me all the time, she's like, you need to quit looking backwards. And you need to start looking forward. And and you you know me. You've known me for a long time. I'm a big music head. We've talked about music. Mm-hmm. I, tend, I tend to gravitate toward the music of our youth, the, the music we grew up with. Majority of the time, that's what I'm listening to in my car. You know, You know, all those groups that we had from back in the day. And I tend to lose sight. There are some good artists in this present generation. And little by little, I've started to like gravitate to that. And you know what? I don't feel bad because, you know, today I'm not listening to the Whispers or Confunction or Al Green. I'm listening to Post Malone today. I'm listening to to, to, uh, uh, Taylor Swift. I'm listening to all these young emerging artists that actually have a lot of good music. And so, that's one of the big things I notice about myself. I tend to want to look backwards. And it puts me in a spot to where, you know what, this is where it was good. But it doesn't mean that today is bad. It's different. And I think a lot of people in our generation, we got to learn to accept what's going on now. Because it's, it's not all bad. A lot of it is good. So that's, that's one of the things I know about myself.
0: Yeah, I I understand what you're saying, man. I really do. Because we always say, you know, back in the day, you know, we're old school – Because, you know, we we grew up in the greatest time of America, the 60s. I mean, the 70s, the 60s, you know, everything was going on then. I mean, you had the civil rights movement going on. You had the hippie movement going on. We had changing music. You Mm -hmm. had uh, political issues going on. We had a war in Vietnam going on that Americans hated. We had all these things happening. Well, today... You know, to me, our our biggest gripe is kind of like my biggest gripe is kind of like yours and the fact that I I tend to look back as well. You know, however, uh, the things that we did is, you know, a a little different than what's happening today. We didn't have the technology. So uh, I agree with you. Looking back is is a negative for us. The other thing is that I, looking back at our generation, I know that some of the friends that we grew up with um, have completely changed, meaning things that we used to agree to, I'll say politically, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, those I, I don't see how those friends have changed their view on. How the government treats its citizens, how the government or people view certain individuals or certain politicians and so on, you know, I don't see how that that switch took place. Because we all grew up in the same hometown, we all had the same friends, and we all grew up during this time period in which we were all influenced by these things, but suddenly now— are are what changed in our our way of life we're the same people right you know we believe that you know uh, people should have opportunity to uh, to grow whether spiritually uh, physically mentally okay uh, job opportunity wise and so on however th- That has all changed. My my biggest gripe about the generation now is that those friends that we were close to have completely changed their political views. I guess I should say it. Mm -hmm. There it is. I'm gonna say it. Their political views. Mm -hmm. You know, I could probably bet that the friends that we grew up. You know, our first presidential election that we voted in was in 1976. Mm -hmm. Okay, not unless we had some really old classmates flocked about 9 years or whatever but um I would bet you that 90% of the our friends that voted in that election their first election they voted for Jimmy Carter I would I would bet they did yeah, yeah, I I would, agree, I would agree with that yeah. okay Jimmy Carter Carter is a democrat was a democrat will always be a democrat but what is what the the change that happened to go from, you know, this is a, uh, a political group that, you know, is looking out for unions, looking out for the, the, the small men, those people that need help. You know, you help those people out. You don't let somebody go hungry. You, do, you don't let somebody go without giving them a helping hand. Now that's all changed. You know, they've gone from, yeah, I, I can agree with that too. Those people are just leeches. All they want to do is take from so and so and so and so, and half and half the time, hell, they're the, those people. Right, right. You know, we're those people. So that's one of my biggest gripes. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll, I, you know, I voted for Republicans. I voted for Democrats. I voted for. I, I still say I voted for the, the best candidate, regardless of the party. Right, right. But you know, just so uh, wholesale changing because. The you know, this issue going on right now is 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 really odd to me. And that's that's one of the biggest gripes I have about us right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh one other thing that uh one other thing that I not dislike, but things that we have challenges with as our generation is that you know we feel that we're younger than what we are. <laughs> You know, what I mean, you know, I'm still 18 years old, even though I'm 62, almost 63. <laughs> you know, I still try to do the things I did when I was 18. Now, I've known I'm going to be like Clint Eastwood. You know, a man's got to know his limitations. Right. <laughs> there's some there's some things I know I'm not going to do. Right. Right. OK. But overall, I think that I'm going to try to be that 18 year old for the next 60 years okay and we have some friends that are that way you know they just live for the past and we're old yeah (laughs) i'm gonna say it shit i'm old (laughs) you know i still run a lot i still i'm still active but damn i'm old right you know so that's that's a Uh, a kick
1: uh, out for me Uh, Yeah, I I do I have to agree with you on that because I am fighting it, man. I'm fighting it. I'm like the guy with the with the with the nails dug in. You gotta drag me, man, to old age, you know, because I'm not giving in. And in my mind, in my mind, I'm still that. I'm not going to go back. I I, I feel like I'm still that 30 year old guy, you know, that uh, that, you know, played ball for four or five hours a day every day of the week. You know, I was at the gym five, six, seven days a week. You know, I'm still that guy in my mind. But (laughs) every day, you know, after even I go into the gym. And I don't play much ball anymore. I've switched to playing racquetball, but even after going to the gym and playing racquetball, which is pretty strenuous, we'll play racquetball for about two hours with this group of guys I play with. When I get home, my body reminds me no, you ain't that 30 year old guy before. <laughs> no you know, <laughs> you're not that 30 year old guy. Like you said, you're active, you're out there. But yes, we are now that older generation. Yeah. And And, um, and you see it, you, 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 you spot us out places, you know, we, we, we think we're still hip and we're cool, whatever. But the fact is, and I, and I I, kind of throw this out, man, one of my goals, and this is, I tell my wife all the time, one of the things that I said, you know what, when I grew up, you know what I want to be? I want to be a cool old black man. (laughs) (laughs) That's like what I, Lewis Rowe. Man, how fun is it to be a cool old black man? You know, that 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 people say, "Wow, man, Mr. So and So is cool, right?" And so, it, it, and and it helps that like that my daughter's friends hype it up because they'll tell my daughter, "Like, oh, your dad is so cool," <laughs> you know, whatnot. I'm like, "Yeah, I still got it. I still got it." But the fact is, the fact is, yes, we are old. We're getting older. And uh, we're getting we're getting ready hit that that Social Security thing and the Medicare Wait, whatever ready to <laughs> <laughs> well you might you, you got a year head start on me you got a year head start on me. <laughs> but uh, yes that that's one of the things yeah we 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 need to learn to like you know this is this is where we are okay we're we're not the in crowd anymore this is who we are but I think you can find a happy medium to live well. And, and, and do things that make you happy, give you fulfillment, it's just on a different plane now. And if you can accept that, then things are good. And as my wife told me, she's like, what are you fighting? You can't, you're not going to win this fight. You're not going to win, you know? So I, I totally agree with you on that. I totally agree with you. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Uh, One of the things, too, I think, looking at ourselves, I think a lot of us in our generation, I, I don't think we were quick to embrace technology. And a lot of us still don't embrace technology for the good things that it can do. You know, we 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 sometimes turn our nose up at all the technology because we see it as like, man, why can't it just be like, you know, why can't it just be like it used to be, you know? And in fact, it's not. And we got to learn to embrace all this technology that it changes. Your, it, it it has changed our lives. It makes things quicker. Things get done faster. Um, you know, it, you can, you can talk to somebody clear around the world with an app on a phone. And if they've got the same phone, you can call someone around the world and talk to that person and not pay a cent for it. You know? So we, 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 us, know, uh, if we're looking in the mirror, as you said earlier, before we came on the air, looking in the mirror ourselves, I think we have to embrace that technology is here. It isn't going anywhere. It's going to keep moving forward. And if we don't embrace those things that, you know, grab our interest, you're, you're going to be left behind and, and you are going to become a relic. And um, I, I think that is the one thing I think some of us in our generation, we, we tend to miss the boat a little bit on that.
0: Yeah, I agree with the technology. Uh, the only apprehensive I have on technology sometimes is that sometimes it's, it gets a little Scary, simply, because you know that what what you say when my phone is nearby it's gonna it's gonna say something, you know, like hey, Siri, yeah, and, <laughs> and I may not even be talking to Siri, and it pops I may be saying something, and it pops up, and it pisses me off, but I, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> Linda let let started laughing <laughs> but, you know that's, uh, that's kind of weird because anything that you say somebody was recording that yes you know if you've got your phone by you you've got you know that that app that's working you know it can answer anything at any time or try to answer anything at any time so it's constantly listening yeah. So, you know, the idea of somebody listening to what's going on within your household is yeah. where the next, the other thing is also, isn't it, isn't it odd and kind of scary that you could be having a conversation with Cynthia or I could be having a conversation with Lynn and then I get on, say that I'm going to go to Amazon and look for something and say that Lynn and I are having a conversation about baby diapers now we ain't have no kids, probably never have any grandkids or anything like that. But we're having a conversation about baby diapers. Go to Amazon, the first damn thing that shows up is baby diapers. Yeah, yeah. Now, now uh, we we would normally not be doing that, but somehow this technology is it's a it's great, but then again, it can be we're being manipulated. That's what I <laughs> don't like being yeah. manipulated by. You know, the
1: technology. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 now that that I have not embraced. I don't have a Siri. I don't have. I don't turn Siri on on my phone. I don't have a, a Amazon Echo or a Dot. I, we don't. We don't have none of those in the house. Right. So I'm just like, what do I? You know what? I know how to look up stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I can look up stuff for myself and whatnot. Uh, and and maybe that's you know not embracing what's available to me, but. There, there are some aspects that you know. What uh, people know too much about me as the as as it is. You know, yeah. you don't yeah. need to know no more about me. You know, and 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 maybe that's a shortcoming of our generation that we are very guarded about what we want people to know about us. And and I,
0: and I, <laughs> I I'm glad you said that we're very guarded because yes. you know we have our generation, especially us. You know. We have to be guarded about a lot of things, and I think maybe that's what my kids are—they're guarded about certain things because we're guarded about certain things. Right, right. You know, we we don't give or tell all of our business because (laughs) some of our friends will take that business or take those ideas and take our thoughts and conversations, and will you know throw that in our face or use it against us so we're constantly being guarded yep. you know somebody can come up and ask you a question and i'm i'm going to be vague about that question you know yep. cuz if i don't know you why am i going to spill my beans
1: to you right, right. you know yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's you know like I said your 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 kids my daughter that that generation they don't have a problem with that. They 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 will they will put stuff on Facebook, Instagram, whatever and I'm like, "Wow, this is too much information." You know, right, I don't right. you know, I don't want to know all of this. But they're comfortable with that whereas we, you know, and I think our parents Instill that in us. So like, you know what? You, you don't need to know everything about, you know, somebody ask you, as, as, as in the military, you give me your name, rank your serial number. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and, and stay out of grown folks business. That's right. Stay out of grown folks business, you know. <laughs> But uh, and, and my daughter, you know, we, we'll have conversations when she was young you know, and I, I would you know say, "Hey, you need to think about this." And she said, Dan, why are you always? you know, and it would it would be something, it would be a, it would be a black history lesson. She would say something and say, like, "Do you know about blah, blah blah?" And she's like, "Dad, why do you gotta always bring up all this this black history stuff because it's important." And it's important to you. And she's like, okay, you can tell. It's like, Oh, here he goes again. He's going into one (laughs) one of his lectures, you know, (laughs) but, uh, but it's like, but that, you know, we, we cling to that. And I, and I think, you know, sometimes it, it does hold us back. You know, our generation, it does hold us back somewhat, but we're only following the blueprint that our parents instilled into us, and even though we may have tried to keep that blueprint going, our kids were like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't want, I don't want to hear that. This is this is how we do things now, you know. This right. is how we do it. So, so I, you know, that that's an aspect of us that sometimes we 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 st- we tend to want to stay uh, in our lane. And I'm not getting out of this lane. I don't care what's over there. I'm not getting out of this lane. And sometimes it it, it hinders our growth. It hinders our growth.
0: Right, right. Now, on the other end, let's let's switch gears a little bit here. On the other end, let's look at the positive aspects of the younger generation. You know, what are some of the things that they do? that is uh an awesome thing for uh themselves and society today. What are some positive aspects of the millennials or Gen X or those
1: young folks or our kids? Yeah I well I, I think they're fearless. That's that's the thing. They're they're fearless and I and I can speak about <laughs> my daughter. My my daughter is fearless and, and it scares us at times. Uh she did she did study abroad when she was uh she was junior in college she did study abroad and her her uh, country of choice was was uh, France, and so her and one of her uh, one of her friends, their best friends, they ended up studying in France and staying with this lady who didn't speak a lick of English. She spoke nothing but French. And my daughter's pretty good in French; she's pretty pretty fluent in French. But um, one day we were skyping. The whole time she was there, we skyped. And this particular day, we were skyping. And she says, "Yeah, uh I am going to take a trip this weekend. I'm going to Switzerland." And I'm like, "What?" She says, "Yeah, I got a Euro pass and I'm going to Switzerland." <laughs> and I said, "Well, who's going with you is uh I forget her roommate's name. Um I said is uh is she going with? You? No, I'm going by myself." What? I mean, <laughs> and I'm like and my wife's like, "Okay, we we want you to embrace and experience but at times it's scary because she just goes and, and she she's fearless. And I and I think that's one of the things I admire about this generation is they'll do anything. You know, they, they may not think about the ramifications. Of it, <laughs> yeah. You <know>. the impulsive. <laughs> yeah. They, they 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 will do it and, and to hell what may come, but they are fearless. And, and you also see that in the workplace. I, mean, I work around a lot of uh, millennials. They, in the workplace, they, they bring that same attitude. You know, I, I want to do this. Well, one, why are you doing it? Well, I, this is why I want to do it. And I think it'll work. I and mean, I believe it'll work, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's just that attitude of fearlessness uh, is, is huge. The synergy surrounding that it is like, wow, you know, it, it is just energy. It's energizing and it energizes the workplace when you have people uh, that are forward thinking, that are not satisfied with the status quo, who who want to push the envelope. And as, and as I tell them, I was like, you know, you can push the envelope. Here are the boundaries in which the envelope can be pushed. You know, because you're dealing with the government or whatnot, you can only push that envelope so far. But I'm open to you pushing it, and and I think that's one of the things that they just want you to set to give them the green light to pursue that, to to put those skills into play, and it synergizes the workplace, man. So fearlessness, the synergy surrounding that, the energy they bring, the innovation uh, that they bring to the workplace, just to society as a whole. I mean, look at a lot of the things that didn't exist, you know, years ago as we talked about it. But a lot of this stuff that has come about is because some young person came up with it. Yeah. And, and now it's, it's, it's the rage and everybody's doing it. But some young person with forward thinking vision, being an innovator and that energy, they created, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all these platforms now that, we, that they're commonplace now. So yeah, so yeah. two things that 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 strike me um, that that's great about this generation. And I'm gonna go
0: segue off of that and talk about the facebooks and the instagrams and so on. I think that's the the, the positive thing that they do have. You know, that they're not they're used to many other platforms. You know, Instagram, Facebook. You know, WhatsApp, I mean, all those things, right. which I don't use, Twitter, right? you know, and they're used to that. And when it comes to something like that, they are always, and this is a positive thing, they are always teaching our generation how to use that stuff. Right. Because right. we didn't grow up with it. Nope. You know, if something comes up, I'm like, hey, Alex, how did this happen? <laughs> uh, Stephanie show me how this Instagram thing works. Well, dad, you're not going to use it, but just, just give me, give me Instagram. I'll follow you too, but right, you're, not right. use, you're, you're not using it. Hell, I don't want to use it, but I'll follow you too. <laughs> <Right. laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think I've ever taken an Instagram picture or anything like that. I mean, I don't, I don't understand it, you know, because my personality in, in, in so on is that I don't want to do that thing. That's just not me. I don't want to just take pictures of me, right. you know, and, and that's just it. I mean, I don't get on Twitter. What the hell am I going to Twitter twit about? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, you know, yeah. What what's what am I going to say that someone's going to say? Well, that's really important. No right. one's going to give a shit. You know, right, I mean, right. I, they they're not. Right. You know. So i am I'm not going to do that. You know, I I was at a, I was at a fraternity picnic today, (laughs) just kind of hanging out, you know, and they always take a picture and we were throwing up, you know, our our fraternity hand signal or whatever. And I, I just don't do it that often, you know, everybody throws up the yo, you know, yo, noop, yo, yo, yo. And I just, just kind of smile and have a picture taken. They go, you're not throwing up the yo coach. I said, man, you know me, I'm just, I'm just low key that way. You know, I'm not right. throwing up EO. So, right. and and if I do throw it up, you can't see it. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not that I'm, I'm not proud of my fraternity. It's the greatest fraternity in the world. It's just that that's just, you know, you, that's just not me. Right. It's right. so kind of like, it's it's kind of like, uh, like people that don't ever smile when they take pictures. You know, right. they just, that's <laughs> just them. You know, I don't take selfies, if I take a selfie, someone say, "Would you please take a selfie with us?" You know, I like the idea of having a communication with someone else. Right. So, Lynn and I, when we go on vacation or go on cruise or whatever, I'll say, "Excuse me, would you take a picture of us?" Because that's not selfish. Right. Right. So that's creating a communication between us and somebody else. Yeah. Yep. You know, when you this is just my Bullies, when you take selfies all the time, you are selfish, and I don't ever want to be selfish. Okay, there are sometimes I, you know, I'm, and when I was in eighth grade, I said I'm gonna get me a Corvette someday, and you know, I was selfish. I'm gonna get that, and it it happened. But we like the idea of, you know, here. Would you please take a picture of us? And you know what? Of all the times I've done that, hundreds of times, no one's ever said no. Right, right. And they always said, well, well, you take our picture. Well, absolutely. Where are you guys from? Well, we're from Canada. Where are you from? Yeah. I'm from Indiana. And yeah. so it it starts a conversation, you know?
1: It's a conversation. Yeah. If we
0: could do that, a lot of our problems will be solved. But we're in a society today that everything is selfish. Yeah. You know? yeah. We're only looking out for ourselves, and we don't look out for other people Mm -hmm. and that that bothers me you know but as far as the younger generation they know all that technology hell without alex we wouldn't be doing this podcast right now because (laughs) you know i didn't know how to do it so we you know we went out to visit you guys in october a couple years ago and we talked about doing it and i said okay when alex comes home for christmas he's gonna help me set up a podcast and so here, here we are yeah, that's what that generation does. They they're yeah. used to that, so okay. they're very much into that. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. And, and they are, and like you said, with your daughters, that they are they are kind of fearless. They'll they'll step yeah. out there and try stuff. I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you may want to, and as good parents, you know, we'll give them the an objective to yeah. something. You know, yeah. make sure that, or make sure that you do this. You know, when you get here, tell us this, you know, always look out for yourselves, you know, make sure that you're not out by yourself, you know, make sure you travel with people, you know, and, and those type of things. But yeah, yeah. that's kind of where we were.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, I admire that, man. I, I admire that. You know, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we. I, I'm, I'm reminded of a of a story several years ago. We uh, living in Colorado. Most people assume that that you ski all the time, and I'm, I'm like, no, I don't ski. However, I ha- I have been to the ski resorts, and I think the first time we went, we took we took Danny. And uh, we we took a, a a snowboarding lesson, and I spent most of the time on the ground. Yeah. The, the most time on the ground, I'm like, you know, what? I'm done with this. I <laughs> turned my board in. I'm like, I'm done with this. But Danny embraced snowboarding, and we we're back in the lodge, and she's out there, and her she'd met some some little friend, and they were like going down. Pills, man. are like, you did what? She say, oh yeah, it was great, Dad. I, was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just stuff like that. Just like, wow, I I, I was never that fearless. Never. <laughs> never. I, I can't say I wasn't. That I way. was never that fearless. <laughs> and so I admire that man because it it a lot of that translates to a lot of this innovation that we're seeing. That they to them there are no boundaries you know there are no boundaries it it's the sky is truly the limit what, what how far can we take this you right. know with the generation and there's there's one other thing that I that I admire about uh, this generation is the fact that they don't a lot of them don't see color they and and, and you may notice this about Stephanie and Alex but I know it's with Danny and I tease her all the time Danny has a rainbow coalition of friends. Mm-hmm. You know, she has a rainbow coalition of friends. They get along. They go out together. They do all kinds of stuff together. And, and I'm like, wow. And, and I said, Danny, you know, uh, what, what do you guys think about all this racial stuff? I, she's like, dad, if you're my friend, you're my friend. I, I don't care what color you are. You're my friend. And, and they embrace that. Not all. We You have a faction of young people, you know, who are being taught a lot of that foolishness by their parents mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, you need to hate and discriminate and all this stuff. But I think the bulk of young people in this country, this generation, I don't think they see the color They all they see is, are you a good person? Yes or no. Are you my friend? You're my friend. And and I don't care what you look like, you're my friend. And and, and and I admire that um about this generation that they they tend to for the most part. Uh they, they, they don't see um you know the fact that yeah we're different, but the things that make us different it has nothing to do with our skin color, it might be something else, mm-hmm. you know? And, and and they roll with that. So yeah. I, I admire that. And one of the
0: biggest challenges for, you know, forward-thinking peoples like that is that how do they respond when something like that happens to their friend?
1: Yes.
0: You know, how how is Danny's friends going to respond if somebody calls Danny out of her name? Right, right. You know? Yeah. How will Danny respond? Right. You know, and so on. So, you know, that's a true that's a true test of friendship, right there, because it's going to happen. You oh, know, yeah. it's going to happen.
1: Oh yeah, and, and it may have already happened. Like right. you say, they don't tell us everything, but uh, knowing Danny's friends and who and, and we we've watched these kids since they were little kids, they've grown up together. I think they have the moral um, fortitude that they would stand up for each other. Uh, if if someone was being discriminated against or maligned by someone, I think the group of friends she has they would stand up for each other. Yeah, and I'm pretty confident in that just because we've we've watched these kids grow up, and uh, it, her friends are really cool. And like I said, they always give me some props. You know, your like, dad's so cool. You know, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah. So that that's you know, I, we found a lot of good. You know there is a lot of good in this generation. I think we we highlighted a lot of things. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, wow. how about ourselves, man? What what are some
1: positive things for us? Well, with with with, with us, I think again, I, I think there's there's an issue of we, we are loyal to the end. Um, you know, if if we say, you know, we're gonna be there, then we're we're there. Um, you know, we, our people, our age. You know, a lot of us. You've retired, but you worked at your job for you know almost thirty some years. You know, you didn't switch jobs. You were there. You were dedicated to that job, uh, and and you you know that's that's what that's our you know that's our trademark because we got that from our parents, and so I think now even though the workforce is getting older, a lot of employers they still want that trait that we bring to the table, they want to know that I can depend on you, you know, to show up and do what I need you to do. Right. Uh, I, right. I, I think that we, we, we believe in values. We, we believe in values. Uh, as bad as things may get, I think our generation still believes overall that this country's good you know, we salute the flag, we stand for the, you know, we we do all those things that we were taught in elementary school. Those things are still with us and we believe those things. And so um, off the top of my head, those are two things right there that, you know, we're we're a generation of values and we're we're dependable. People know they can trust us, uh, that we're going to show up. We're going to give you an honest day's work. We aren't looking to jump from this to this to this. If you bring us in, We're going to stay there. And uh, and I think that's something that's that the employers look for now, even though the workforce is getting older, they still want that trait uh, within their workforce. So those are two things that come to mind for me.
0: Yeah, I I think for me, I think our experience, our life's experience (laughs) has a lot to do with our positives for our generation, you know, because we grew up, we were. You know, born in the 50s, grew up in the 60s, experienced the 70s, dealt with the 80s, (laughs) dealt with the 90s, dealt with the 2000s and so on. And I think our experiences has um, helped the world, helped the nation, helped our families and friends and so on. Because, you know, when when we were growing up, we never thought very much about age. You know, we thought, you know people were much older than what we really thought they really were, you right. know, because your parents were really young when we were growing up, right, right. If, right. if we look at it now, yeah. you know, some of our friends' parents were really young, I, I look back and I think I I saw uh, this past week or last week where one of our classmates' mom turned 83 or something like that, yeah, I'm like 83, she had to be really young when she had, when, when, you know, when right. her daughter and son and so on was born. So right. they were very, very young, right? right. you know? So I, I think our experiences and what we've learned, uh, with education, technology, uh, society and so on has, has been the biggest positive influence because we've been able to, uh, share those experiences with our kids and our friends and say, you know, at one point in time, America, we believed in this. Right. This is what was taught to us by our our family and friends. Mm -hmm. And then we can say that this is how you not do it today. Right. Right. Okay. So those experiences, as we get older, those experiences are valued, should be valued by the younger generation. You know, and all those life lessons that we learned in small town America, like E Town, and all across this United States of America, parents of our generation have basically taught their kids the same way. You right. know, right. however, you know some people talk their kid, "This is how it is. Right. This is how it's going to be, right. and you should never change." Right. And so on. Well, time's going to change. The world is going to change, and we have to adapt to that. And what we've lived through, those adaptations we've gone along with, we've been a part of. We've seen that, right? Right. You know, we we should know that from the past. This is how you should not do it. Right. We need to go a different direction, and so on. So that's that's my biggest thing for our
1: generation. Yeah. No, well taken. And, uh, you know, I I, you you think about our kids, our kids. I I think for our kids, you know, my daughter was born in 1988 and uh, I think for them, one of the biggest events that they had to deal with uh, was Mm 9-11. 9-11 was was really like, here's an event. It brings things right to your doorstep. That there are people out there who want to do harm to this country, and they don't care how they do it. You know, that that was a line in the sand for that generation. Contrast that to what, as you said, we lived through. We lived through the 60s, you know, uh, the Martin Luther King assassination, Bobby Kennedy assassination, John F. Kennedy assassination, Malcolm X being assassinated, you know, being on the tail end of the civil rights movement. And, you know, the, thing, the the coming of age in the 70s and like you say, the hippies and the free love and all that stuff, you know, um, all those experiences, you know, good, bad or indifferent were ingrained into us. And um, I think, you know, what 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 you have and I'm sure you've done that for for your kids, as, as we've done for Danny, we've allowed Danny to experience life as it is for her right now right we've also tried to meld in some of our experiences as you said meld in some of our experiences so she understands this is how things this is how things really are hopefully they're going to get to here but at least you have a baseline to build upon as you experience how the world is changing for you right now right and, uh, and so I think it's the best of both worlds. I think, um, you know, we can both, both our generations can coexist. And at some point, you know, we are going to, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, fade away. And it's up to our kids and kids like them to take this country into the next level. And I, I think it's there. I think the, you know, the good qualities we talked about, um, those qualities are going to take this country to the next level. We just got to get out of this this turbulence we're in right now. We need to <laughs> we need we need to get the plane above thirty thousand feet to get some calmness back to it. But I think I think it's going to be the young people of this generation that are going to change this country and hopefully make it better. And you see a lot of that in AOC. And uh, Representative Omar and and the the squad as they're called, you know, I love AOC. I think I think she she is she is awesome, and you know and and she you know Nancy Pelosi is teaching her. She I think she's mentoring her on some things, but the enthusiasm and the the, the energy that she brings to that job, that's what's needed, man, to take this country to the next level. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to see what my daughter, your kids, and, and all of people from our generation, kids, what are they going to do? What are they going to be? And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, oh, that sounds good. Well, I tell you, this has been a spirited conversation tonight. Yeah, as it uh, is. Yep. And we'll uh, just kind of move forward from there. Uh, you know, once again, we always say, you know, you always contact us. You can send us an email. Uh, you can jump on Facebook if you have any topics. As a matter of fact, one of the uh, the topics that we're talking about tonight was, you know, uh, texted to us, was text to us. And so we thought that we'd uh, try to, to do it tonight. So, Absolutely. yeah, if you want to do that, go ahead and do it. Give us a call. Contact us. And we'll
1: go from there. Absolutely. Well,
0: any other last words, Wayne?
1: No, I think, again, spirited discussion, good discussion. We looked at ourselves, you know, in the mirror, and uh, I thought it was great, man. I, I thought uh, it was it was very um, interesting to share our different perspectives on ourselves and, uh, and the generation that our kids are part of. So all in all, man, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it totally.
0: Cool, cool. Well, that's it for Across the Tracks this evening.
1: Till next time.
0: Adios. Chileamo <laughs> dopo.